everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Afterthought Podcast. Andrew, who's number 14 to you? You always have a crazy come up with the Eagles players and numbers. Alex, I'm so happy you asked. I love being the recipient of the trivia question. So I'm, I'm noticing that uh, maybe we need to like kind of reverse roles a little bit more because I'd be happy to answer. I have three off the top of my head oh my and goodness. I'm not going to say that I like researched it right beforehand. I just confirmed. It was seriously just me confirming. So we got four, we got a current player wearing number 14, Kenneth Gainwell, weird yes. running back, weird running back number, but like, I feel like numbers weirder numbers are becoming normal for, for yep, positions yep, that they yep. were once. And then also uh, we have, I had two former quarterbacks, Ty Detmer, not Ty to be Detmer. Yep. Ty Detmer. I had and a Ty then, Detmer jersey as a kid. Yeah. And, and it was number 14, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazy. And then another quarterback, uh, AJ touchy feely was also number 14. So um, there's, you know, there's, there's my, my numbers. I'm holding on to them. I don't know why they stick, but they, but they have, it would make sense if I had like an AJ Feely Jersey, which I, I do not, nor do I know anyone who does. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Hey, listen, so, so just on this like topic of trivia, since you always do this to me, uh, I'm going to give you uh, Eagles fifth round picks from the year 2000 and above starting now. No, I'm just kidding. But a uh, crazy, <laughs> crazy week that's going on in football, man. I don't know about you, but I am like refreshing Twitter, looking at all the notifications coming by in meetings or coming across like my MacBook. Um, huge, huge week. Some eagle moves, some big moves across the NFL. So today's focus is this, I don't know if it's technically free agency or the legal tampering period, but we're just going to go through the league, talk about some notable eagle pickups. Who do we want to see in Midnight Green? Let's go around the league. So pretty exciting week, man. You want to kick us off? I'll do that. And I also want to just like scale back a little bit too, because just like looking at sports as a whole, right now is... Just there's so much going on. So like even I mean, we talked yep. about basketball briefly last week with the Sixers, but now you have March Madness literally just kicked off about an hour ago. Uh, baseball's so back. Baseball's back. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm like hoping for some positive Phillies news because I've been very underwhelmed with the signing so far, but I'm still Same. I know I know Bryce Harper's like pushing for Chris Bryant, hopefully, or maybe Nick Castellanos, but we'll keep an eye on that. But anyway, this is the, we're going to keep it to football. We're going to keep it in our wheelhouse right now. Um, I guess we can start off just with a couple minor Eagles. Um, We have, we have a couple Eagles that are going to be staying and we do have Eagles that will not be, uh, they were not offered, um, I guess a, a a tender. Uh, I think that's, that's the word, but uh, we chose not to offer. uh, These are restricted free agents, which will, will not be coming back unless they decide to basically come back and sign for less money with the Eagles. So uh, we had today, Greg Ward wide receiver. Uh, He's coming back on a one-year deal. And then forgive me. I don't know this other guy. He plays special teams, but he's a cornerback. Andre. It's either. uh, I'm usually really good. Shasher, I'm really good. I'm usually yeah. good with like knowing where to go with the last name, but C H A C H E R E. Shasher, Shasheri, could be Hebrew, Shacher. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, Gre- Greg Ward, I think, was like, it's it's a very unsexy signing. I know that uh, we, we, we've kept him as our emergency quarterback over the past couple of years. Um, you know, he's he's viewed as a senior leader on the team, which is. I guess having some leadership, you know, gives you gives you some value. But the Eagles definitely, you know, we're hoping that they make a bigger splash 
especially when it comes to wide receiver. Have you heard any news regarding wide receivers that the Eagles might potentially be interested in, Alex? Yeah, um, so I'm curious. So as far as like Greg Ward goes, I think it's fine. I think it's better than shine, uh, signing Jordan Matthews for another for another stint here. Um, you know, it's like he's it's always coming up getting cut, right? I think for depth, you know, we're, we're kind of there. I don't know much about this, this cornerback. Um, as far as other wide receivers, I know we had DJ Chark in our radar, but I think he got signed by a one-year deal by the Lions that we're going to talk about later. Um, there is some rumblings that Juju Smith-Schuster may come over in that position. Kind of curious on your thoughts on Juju. I kind of was pushed off by him by like his whole TikTok thing. I still, my favorite meme of Juju is him doing this dance on the Bengals 50 yard line. And then like it goes to a video of him getting cut and fumbled, <laughs> getting hit and fumbled the ball or it got hit after as soon as he caught it, got intercepted. Um, I just don't want a head case in our locker room, man, dancing around doing TikTok videos, Jackson Mahomes, like characters in our locker room. So um, I haven't really heard about any other ones um russell gage got picked up by bucks today i thought of him we talked today about Allen robinson um i think he's going to be a little bit too expensive i don't know if we'll have the appetite for that but am i missing anybody uh i no i mean obviously christian kirk we'll we'll get into some oh, what of the an signings. awful deal we'll, yeah we'll get into that yeah Jacksonville's just they're they're just like in the casino right now. They're just they're just throwing money at every which position at this point. Um with Juju, you know what? I've never really heard anything I've never heard a bad thing about Juju Smith Schuster. I do not think that the Eagles are going I, I don't think they're gonna make a play for him. I it would be I would be fine with it. I mean yeah. I, I think when I'm thinking of what uh, what the Eagles could use you know, I'm looking more at, at a downfield threat, and I guess I see Juju as more of maybe a possession receiver, which is ha- kind of how I view Devontae Smith. So I'm I'm totally okay with with no Juju. Um, the I heard a name today, which is another unsexy name, but Zach Pascal from mm-hmm. he's from the Colts, and mm-hmm. obviously that's where Nick Sirianni had been coaching before the Eagles. So there's a connection there. Um, he I think he has 15 touchdowns, and he hasn't been in the league for super long, so he has shown. Uh, reliability in the red zone, which the Eagles could always use. Uh, he's a big body, so he'd be good for for blocking. Um, and then, kind of on that same front, we're going to get into we're going to get into a lot of uh, Jaguar stuff because they've probably been taking the lead in terms of just making signings. But Lavishka Chenault is a is an interesting is an interesting candidate. Um, you know, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I do have some I do have some points about Chenault that that I like, but um. But yeah, right now it's it does feel like at this point they're kind of there's not going to be any superstars that they're going to be able to bring in. But I don't know. I'm maybe Howie will surprise us somehow. Um, yeah. Ju- also, just want to touch on we have Boston Scott and Alex Singleton are are both um, they they will they both I guess uh, I don't know how this tendering works. I don't know much about tenders when it doesn't involve chicken. So. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make <laughs> sense of of how the tender offer goes, but um, basically Boston Scott, if the Eagles were to extend an offer to him, it would be the same as like he would basically be be receiving top thirty money at that running back position, which is just not 
where the Eagles are going to be spending their money right now. So there still is yeah. hope that Boston Scott comes back maybe on a cheaper deal, but he might explore some other options at this point in time. Uh, Alex Singleton, no love lost there. Um, I mean, I, unless you, are you going to miss Alex Singleton? I don't know. No, I mean, not at all. I mean, I, I think I've called out Alex Singleton multiple times on this channel. I, I, I think the thing that's really interesting about him is like he had a captain uh, patch on his jersey last year. Like there was obviously some sort of, you know, leadership or mentality or something because it obviously wasn't in his play. I mean, I can't think of any play that Alex Singleton has made besides the game against San Francisco where Nick Mullins was starting and he had a pick six. And like it was like his arm was hit right? Like Nick Mullen's arm was hitting. It kind of went like right to him and maybe a few third down plays in that Washington game. That was a must win game. Besides that, um, you look at this secondary and Tom Brady is throwing like what 80% on us. Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs didn't punt at all that game. They were exposing the middle of the field and Singleton is just, you know, one or two steps too slow consistently. He has a good body. He can tackle. Well, he's just not quick enough. And I just feel like he's just playing Russian roulette with like where he thinks he needs to be on the field. He's just guessing and sometimes gets lucky, but for the most part, he's not. So sorry, Alex, have fun in Canada. I thought he was from Australia, but have fun in Canada. You'll play some CFL. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll still make money, but it's not going to be the NFL, man. No, I'd be surprised yeah. if another team picked him up. Even when we, when we brought Alex Singleton in, and uh, I mean, first of all, linebackers a position that the Eagles have just struggled at for such a long time. So if, if anybody makes a couple of plays and especially if they have long hair that's flowing through the helmet, I feel like people are just going to like take notice. So if you have a couple of good games and be like, Oh, this Alex Singleton guy, not so bad. Where did he come from? Yeah. I love these guys that come out of nowhere. But the reality is, is that he's a special teams linebacker, you know, at, at, at best he is like, yeah, he's, you know, maybe some fresh legs when, when you need to bring somebody off the field and you can have him out there for a little bit. But, um, I don't know, like the whole captain thing, I tend to think that that just comes from the team being young and him maybe just being like the middle linebacker, which is kind of just like the sole, the middle of the defense. So maybe just like by default, you know, that 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 uh, allows you captainship. Um, but anyway, obviously, we're not losing much there. But the good news is, is that we are starting to make some make some replacements. And uh, these are significant replacements. Hassan Reddick did not see this coming. My immediate thought was, I did not see this coming. <laughs> and then my second thought was, three-year, 45 mil. Okay, just like when I take a first glance, that does not seem like a ton of money for a former first-round pick. Not to mention, I mean, it's, it's not every year that Temple University produces a player that gets drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. So just for that alone, it's so cool that he's coming to the Eagles. He's from Camden. Um, he actually went one pick ahead of Derek Barnett uh, back in in 2017. Uh, and it, I don't know, man. This is this this is great. I don't know if he's going to play linebacker for us. It seems like in recent years he's really started to have more more success just as an all out pass rusher. He's got 23 and a half sacks over the past two years. How are you feeling about Hassan Reddick? Hey, man. One of my favorite grocery stores to go to is Aldi because you get the name brand stuff for really cheap. We just got the Aldi brand of Von Miller on the Philadelphia Eagles and I'm stoked about it. I really, I really am stoked about it. I mean, if, if you think about it, they're like almost the same exact player. Um, there's a stat out here that Reddick and Aaron Donald are the only two players with a hundred tackles, 
over 20 sacks and eight forced fumbles in the past two seasons. Only Hassan Reddick and the number one player in the NFL in the last two seasons. That's pretty damn incredible. My biggest concern is here. The only biggest concern is the defensive coordinator. We are not this like all-out rush pass rushing team, right? We, we usually rush four up front and really leave it up to those guys. I just don't want to use him wrong. I want to be able to be able to get him to the quarterback, but also drop back when it makes sense. So um, I'm, I'm trusting that, I mean, we have no say over it. We're just going to have to watch from the stands and then complain about it on the podcast every week. Um, but my biggest concern is that he's just not going to flourish here. Like we saw him do in uh, Carolina and previously in Arizona. So I'm excited for the signing. Immediate red flag is just like, how are we going to utilize this man? What do you think? Yeah, from everything I, I understand is he got a little bit of a slow start in the NFL, um, and I think he was trying to adapt to playing all-out linebacker, and I think uh, they realized he wasn't great against the run. Obviously, he's the type of guy that's just going to, you know, one of those types of, not to be cliche, but like, you know, the, the first guy to, what's the saying, first guy to turn the lights on, the last one to shut the toilet, something like that. You know what I'm saying. He's the first guy there, the last one to leave. <laughs> no toilets involved. Um, he... You know this guy's going to work his butt off, and I hope that comes with an extra side of just, like, pride, just loving being here. I mean, the Temple Owls played in the same exact stadium, except you're going to have about 20 times the number of people in the stands at an Eagles game that you would at. I wish people would show up to Temple football games. It's really sad, but they're still <laughs> a great time. Uh, shout out to my dad, who's number one number one fan forever and always. And he was, Hey, shout out to I our buddy this- Eli. Shout out to our buddy Eli. Eli. Man. He's, he's there, too. Colin, who was on the podcast last week, also a, a Temple grad, so so a lot yeah. of pride. Um, so I'm excited, and I, I think what this does is also, you know, in my mind, the Eagles were definitely going to be using one of their first three draft picks to um, to go after a pass rusher. And now, not to say yep. they still won't do that with one of those three picks, but now you have a you know 27 year old in his prime. Uh, you know, I think he's one of five players that to have over 10 sacks the past two seasons. So like. He's like over the past. I, I think the Eagles were almost, if not dead last, they were close to dead last in total sacks this year. So uh, having somebody who's going to consistently put heat on the quarterback, someone who's just the leader of the defense, I'm really excited. Yeah. Now, no, one Alex. thing, the, one thing okay. that I absolutely love about Hassan Reddick too, man, is this dude is from the area and he is stoked. Like the second this announcement came out, Twitter banner updated, profile picture updated, tweet, I'm coming home. Like this dude, I he, I don't know if he grew up an Eagles fan, but like this dude is ready to come back home, kick it he with the homies, did. and keep it kick it with the homies in Camden. Like I'm just I'm so <laughs> I'm so excited for him. Uh, so big news! I'm going to be refreshing Twitter all week, you know, trying to see who else the Eagles have. Speaking of Eagles news or somewhat Eagles news, we have an old friend coming back to the NFC East. Mr. Carson Wentz traded we to the you. Washington Commanders. What a Commanders or Redskins or football team like deal this was. The fan base is pissed. And I cannot wait to watch this game or go to this game in person. What are your thoughts on Carson Wentz coming back to the NFC East? First of all, I 
you know, I can't believe you just went and just dropped a, a hard R like they're like, like it's like it's 2018. <laughs> I mean, um, no, I, it's great. It's great. It's, it, it's, it's kind of, I was thinking, I was saying to you guys the other day, it's kind of cool how you have Ben Simmons, who's basically coming back to play in the same division as the Sixers. And Carson Wentz is the football version of Ben Simmons. Like they were both, well, Simmons was drafted number one overall, but Wentz was number two, but they were both drafted around the same time. And we literally looked at these guys as, as our saviors um, and huge parts of the future. And the fallout for each of these two was both terrible. They both left here on sour notes. So it's like such a similar trajectory for both of these guys. So for them both to come back and have to face the Philadelphia fans multiple times, well, just once a year. But even that is awesome. We One game guaranteed that Wentz can come into Philadelphia. Hopefully he'll play. Hopefully he won't sit on the bench or fake a back injury or fake that he's got the mumps or measles like Ben Spr- Simmons will probably sprain, do. Sprain both of his ankles. Or sprain both ankles. So, no. Because part of this, part of this trade is also, again, there's that 70% of snaps that he has to play. So I'm sure he's going to do whatever uh, ends up making the deal work out the best for whatever team he's coming from. So, um, you know, it's to me, it's not a huge upgrade from Taylor Heineke, which is like judging by how they were scouted in college. You would never expect to say that, but I mean, Wentz is what he is. I think he's, I think he's still got talent, man. I still think he's good. I just think he still makes stupid decisions. Um, His awareness can be off, but like he is a guy that if he gets in his, in his rhythm and and he has protection, he can make he can make a lot of the throws that Jalen Hurts can't. Um, that's not a dig at well, it is a little bit of a dig at Hurts. I I would still rather have Hurts, I think, but um, but yeah, it's it's exciting that we can still give him crap once a year. How are yeah. you feeling? You have I, to I'm, you have I, to go to that game. I yeah no like no no doubt man like I think that's like my number one game to go to so we we did resign um our season tickets but I'm splitting them with the friends of the podcast so I think we're either going to like announce the games we're going to go to on the air we're going to do like a snake draft like we're going to try to like figure out a way to do it but that's like that's like a hot one for me to go to um oh, to yeah. be able to see Carson Wentz come back in because like I live for the atmosphere man. Like, you know, I love going to the games. I like being there, but I live for the booze. I live for the crowd. I live for the cheering. So, like, it's it's awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. Keeping it with the NFC East, and we have a lot of signings to go, so let's just kind of keep these a little bit short. Um, Tyrod Taylor, two-year, $17 million deal with the New York Giants. Interesting. Do you think the Giants are moving off Daniel Jones? I don't think they're moving off of him. It's just it is a way to put some extra pressure on him because it has to be this, this year or, or, you know, that's it for Daniel Jones. And I feel like, man, Tyrod Taylor, he, he, I know he he went to Cleveland. He went to Cleveland to play behind Baker Mayfield. I think I remember that. uh, What's the HBO series, you know, I'm talking about where they're behind the scenes with the team, but I happened to, to tune into that one. Um, Hard knocks. Hard knocks. Exactly. So he was, you know, he was putting pressure on Baker Mayfield. Then he goes to, I think he went to Buffalo where he had the starting job. And I don't know if that's when Josh Allen took over. And then last year, was he with the Chargers? He was the Charger. He was uh, Justin Herbert's backup. Punctured his lung. Yeah. So it's, it just seems to be this, uh, this ongoing thing with Tyrod. It's like, yeah, bring in this veteran who's going to push the court, you know, the starter. Um, it's always nice to have that insurance though, man. Like you, you, we've seen it with the Eagles. You cannot put enough value on having somebody capable to be, to be the backup. So two year 17 mil kind of interesting. Cause Mitch Trubisky, 
uh, signed a two-year $14 million deal with Steelers. So slightly less money to go to the Steelers, former, what was he, number two overall, number three overall. Um, but yeah, it looks like he's going to be the starter for the Steelers, which <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I went to I went to college out in Pittsburgh, so I know a lot of Steelers fans and they're not happy. I, I messaged a few. Um, you know, if you actually look at Mitch Trubisky statistically, he's actually not as bad as I think people give him credit for. But like the the analytics only say so much. Like I remember when we played him at home, Chicago at the link, and he completed like three yards passing the whole first half. Like that's what they're getting in him. Now, mind you, um, the, the Bears offense wasn't very good. He did take the uh, Matt Nagy's offense twice to the playoffs, but I don't think Trubisky's going to flourish there in in Pittsburgh. I think it's an awful, awful experiment. Another interesting signing, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves signs with the Dolphins. Um, interesting. Yeah. I don't Again, know if they're moving more... off of Tua or, or not or, nah. or just looking for some depth. Um, and then, you know, when we're talking about agents that should be in the Hall of Fame, Kirk Cousins got another deal for $35 million with the Vikings. What the heck are the Minnesota Vikings thinking? Is my hatred of Kirk Cousins um, justified? $35 million for a quarterback who's been 500 in his entire career and can't win. Uh, he's won one. He's played in one playoff game. I don't think he won it. And he doesn't win, ever win in prime time. What, what are you paying him to do? He has so much talent there. I'm going to have to rewind the tape a little bit because I think you gave Mitch Trubisky some props and... I wanted to to cut in and just say like, all right, well, if you're going to judge a guy off of numbers, then look no further than Kirk. Cousins I said analytics he, only tell part of the story. That's exactly you said what something, I said. You said something before that though about like his numbers. Actually, if you look at his numbers, they aren't. But you, you you're right. You did you did you did say that afterwards. I'll I, said, give you that. I said he's garbage. Uh, I, said, I said he's garbage, and on paper he doesn't look as garbage as he is. Kirk Cousins <laughs> on paper looks like garbage. Throwing in garbage time. His win record, his win loss record is awesome. Mitch Trubisky's made more playoff games. I think one more playoff games than Kirk Cousins has. Quarterbacks don't grow on trees, Alex. They don't grow on trees. Okay. So if you look, I would not want to be the Vikings. I don't. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is, this is football purgatory. That's exactly what it is. Like you're never going to, you're yeah. going to do enough to keep your fans in it. But like, I don't know. I feel like we've we've been there as Eagles fans. And I will, you know, I think, I don't know. It's, you want, your goal is to win the big game, not just make the playoffs. And I think they're just kind of stuck. Like they have star talent. They they have Justin Jefferson, who's a stud. They have Dalvin Cook, who's a stud. Adam, Adam Thielen. Yeah, I don't know if he's come. I'm not sure what his situation is. He's getting closer towards the end of his career. But like, you know, these guys put up numbers together. Uh, whether they're coming in garbage time at the end of games, I don't know. But like when you look at Kirk Cousins' production, it's just it's hard to just look at, especially who's available and who's going to give you you know four thousand yards consistently. And ah, I don't know. But you're right. There's you can't be excited about it. You just kind of have to just live with it and just be like, well, I guess we'll just continue to be mediocre on to twenty twenty three. I guess so, man. I, I just I. I... You want to talk about agents that should make the Hall of Fame? It's Kirk Cousins' agent. <laughs> I think like his lifetime earnings is like over two hundred million dollars or something like that. Uh, good for him, man. 
And then I guess the biggest quarterback news of the week. Well, I guess there's two stories still, but the biggest one, Tom Brady coming back to the Bucks out of retirement. Ugh, it's kind of mm-hmm. corny. It's kind of corny. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that he made the announcement because his hand was sort of pushed and he had to expedite it. Um, because it, the news kind of broke before he made an official statement. Remember, there was like a little bit of drama there. Um, so I think like he was kind of forced to been like say something, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to spend time with like my my family and my wife and everything." And I'm sure you know for those like six weeks, he stayed at home, spent some time with his wife, spent some time with his kids. Kids went off to school, and he's probably like, "Damn, I'm, I'm bored. bored. I'm not ready to go play <laughs> golf." I'm not ready to eat pizza and and saturated fats quite yet. Like, I'm ready to go play some more football. (laughs) I just think it's a little bit corny that it happens so quick. Uh, I guess it has to happen this quick. Like, you know, with all the news coming along, like the Buccaneers needed time to make a decision. Um, I'm cool with it. I, I don't think players of his caliber, like he's playing still at such a high level. It makes sense for him to come back, right? Like, you don't see a lot of people going out on top like that. Um... And the NFC is going to be really soft next year. The entire division. I mean, the AFC, especially, um, you know, the Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, and and Raiders. Like, I mean, they're just stocking up on ammunition, man. Um, That's a division I wouldn't want to go to if I was Tom Brady. He's not going to have to see those guys. So, yeah, kind of corny in my opinion. I get it. It's cool. Attention's back on him. I don't think he's doing it for attention. But uh, what are your thoughts on on TB12 coming back? Yeah, I mean, I... I, um... It's, it's easy for me to speculate and be like, oh, uh, he took some time off of football and already he's like got the itch. Uh, he, you know, he was bored, didn't know what to do with himself. Football is all he knows. And to be honest, I mean, as, as, a, as, a, as a person who watches football, like I, I want to see as much of the greatest all time as I can. So like I'm going to savor it. You know, it's like we are still witnessing greatness and it's good for the game because there really are not that many elite quarterbacks and the fact that he's in his mid forties and he still is elite, especially in the NFC. Um, and this ties in well, because like, yeah, we, you know, you were, you just brought up his division, which is a great point. You have the Falcons who I think are probably on the downturn, especially losing Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan's a, a year older. You have the Panthers who, uh, are dealing with quarterback struggles. Like they yeah. went as far as to bring Cam Newton back last year, which like, I can't watch that guy play anymore. It, it looks like it hurts. And then, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then you have the Saints, who, who, Jameis Winston looked, you know, looked solid for them. But then, you know, th- then they ended up with Taysom Hill. There's kind of like unsurety there. But that brings me to my next point about uh, Deshaun Watson, who, from yeah. what I've been reading or hearing, is that um, the Panthers and the Saints are two of the teams that he's looking at, which does make sense in terms of um, going to a division where I think you do have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs. If, if you were to go to the Panthers, um, I don't know if Christian McCaffrey is sticking around. I haven't heard anything otherwise, but I know they just signed Deontay Foreman. They still have Chuba Hubbard. Um, but even so, they have DJ Moore. Um, I you know, obviously love Matt Rule, former Temple coach, especially when Hassan Reddick was there. And yeah, I don't know. It, it just, it, it seems like it is a a winnable division. It's a little bit more difficult now that Brady is back with the Bucks, but I don't know. Other than that, I I don't know. I de- yeah, I don't know. I I I have no idea what to expect from Deshaun Watson. Nor do I know like 
what his trade price is going to be. Like last I heard, it was like three, two or three first rounders. I don't know if anyone's going to pay up for that. Yeah, I mean, maybe in a division like that where where they're you know hungry for it, um, you know. But are the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers even contenders with a quarterback like him? You know what I, I mean? So. I just who if the Eagles. If the Eagles are a contender with Jalen Hurts, then I think like you put Deshaun Watson on any of those teams, and I don't see how any of them are maybe worse the Panthers than the Eagles. Maybe the Panthers. The Saints still have a defense. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I, I think I, I I do agree though. That I, I I think Watson will most likely go to that division. I don't see him coming to Philly at all. No. Um. I'm not even fully convinced he's going to get traded. I, I totally agree that like the window of opportunity for Houston to do anything over the next few years is, is very small, but I think Houston also needs a rejuvenation to get people excited about the sport again and people getting back into the stadium. There may also be a little bit of reluctance for, um, you know, he hasn't played in a few, for a few years, so there may be a little skeptical and Houston may not be getting the offers that they, that they want. Right. Um, you you hear mumblings on like Colin Kaepernick going back to Seattle. The first thing I think of is not Colin Kaepernick coming back to the league. It's Colin Kaepernick has been so far removed from the league and the speed of the game that it's it's undoubtedly going to affect his game. Re- regardless if I think he's a good enough backup to play on any of the 32 teams, um, that's that's kind of my thought process on on Deshaun Watson. I just I don't see him coming to Philly. I think that's like you know. Staple on the ground. I'm not wearing a Cowboys jersey to the link next year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think that may that may be um, an opportunity. We will definitely be keeping tabs on that. I mean, Thursday. I don't I don't expect things to I don't expect Deshaun to get traded on Thursday. But just the combination of rumors plus all of the signings taking place is going to be fun. Let's move it to running back. We just spoke about uh, Deontay Foreman. He's on a small deal to Carolina. Uh, James White, another minor deal, but shocker, sticking with New England. I feel like he's been yeah. there for 27 years. Um, this one was interesting. J.D. McKissick going mm-hmm. to Buffalo. I love that. It's a two-year, $7 million deal. Very cheap. Um, they, I know they had Matt Breida last year, but they, you know, other than that, it was Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Buffalo is ready to win now. McKissick is yep. one of the best receiving backs in the game. Agreed. And I feel like they haven't – it's just one more weapon that they can now utilize. Um, next we have – so I, uh, the Arizona situation. Uh, so both of these – looks like both running backs that were with Arizona last year. So James Conner, um, who had an incredible season with uh, – led the league in touchdowns. Yep. A uh, three-year, $21 million extension to stay with the Cardinals. And then his running mate, uh, Chase Edmonds, who he shared the backfield with, is actually uh, going to Miami along with Teddy Bridgewater. And they also signed Cedric Wilson, wide receiver. So Miami's making some – it's Florida. Florida is making moves. Jacksonville and Miami are just soaking up all the headlines right now. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's real quick running back. Nothing too major there. Like I said – Christian McCaffrey maybe goes. I know we briefly spoke about that last week. I haven't heard anything, but um, worth keeping tabs on. And uh, that's all I got on the running back front. Yeah, I don't have too much to add to it. Um, I agree with your J.D. McKissick take. I think that's awesome for Buffalo. Um, I think that they definitely lacked in the the running game. Um, And just, you know, James Conner has an awesome story beating, was it like leukemia? Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, not even entirely hopeful he'd play in the NFL. 
Um, you know, I know Pittsburgh loved him and I'm happy he's thriving in Arizona, man. I think that's really awesome for him. So congrats to, to, to James Conner on all of that. A uh, few signings at wide receiver. Um, I think the biggest news of the week, man, is like the Dallas Cowboys are making some really weird mistakes. So, so first off, Amari Cooper traded to Cleveland for a 2022 fifth and sixth round pick. A fifth and sixth round pick for Amari Cooper. Now, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I, I heard a lot of people, Howie, why didn't you do it? They're, they're not going to trade him to an NFC rival. Um, but that's kind of an interesting pickup. What, what are your thoughts on that? And then I kind of want to get to like this pretty large Michael Gallup contract. But what are your thoughts on the whole Amari Cooper thing? Yeah, it's like when you see the deal and how little it took to pick him up, it's like, yeah, first thought is, oh, the Eagles need a wide receiver. That doesn't sound like very much. Why didn't the Eagles just do the same thing? Well, in March of 2020, uh, Mr. Cooper signed a five-year, $100 million extension. And I think mm. that that is uh, a lot for anybody to take on. Um, I think if you're going to take that contract on, you have to be in a win-now mentality. I know he, he's going to Cleveland, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm still working on trademarking uh, their new nickname, which is going to be uh, Cooper's Poopers, um, because <laughs> Poopers is, you know, like you're taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. That's what people say when they have to go number two. Well, yeah, so they're they're now Cooper's Poopers. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I guess I guess they still feel like that they are that they still have a chance. Um, I know Baker Mayfield was dealing with some injuries last year, kind of similar to Russell Wilson. It's a tough year to judge both of those guys last year based off the injuries they were dealing with. So bringing in you know, they lost Jarvis Landry, so bringing in Amari Cooper makes sense. But it's a lot of money to take on, and I'm glad that the Eagles are, you know, that they didn't make that deal. And like you said, that's probably a good point. Why would they want to trade them, you know, to somebody they're contending with in the same division? Um, so I I'm don't glad know why, he, yeah. but I'm looking at this on paper, and a five-year, $100 million extension just makes me question every decision I've ever made in my life. Like, if I could just have, like, 15% of that. Like I'd be set. <laughs> well, if you can sign extensions, like, Oh my goodness, what are we doing with our lives? Andrew? <laughs> well, how much, how much can you squat? How much can you bench press? How fast are you? How high can you jump? Can I see your biceps? That's why. Right there, <laughs> right there buddy. All right. Ow, second, ow. second, second pickup, uh, not pickup. Uh, extension that the that the Cowboys did five years 57 million dollar extension to Mike Michael Gallup uh coming off of an injury I was a little surprised it's, it seems a little high um and now you look at the wide receiver situation in Dallas you know CD Lamb had a case of the droppies last year um Michael Gallup you know good receiver but coming off an injury that changes people, you got what Dalton Schultz. I mean, who else do you have over there? You yeah, don't have Cedric Amari. Wilson. Yeah, we were saying Cedric Wilson went to Miami. Gone. Um, you know, there's there's always, I'm sure maybe some version of like Cole Beasley or just some guy will will come out of nowhere. They probably have a young a young person who's who's been hanging in the curtails. Yeah, I know. Um, but it, it makes sense when you look at. I mean, DJ Chark signed a one year, ten million dollar deal. Like, Five year, fifty seven and a half is is a little over ten million a year. Um, I mean, Zay Jones signed with Jacksonville for eight million dollars a year. Zay Jones actually had a solid year with uh, with the Raiders last year, but hadn't done anything in his career before that. 
I mean, and if we want to go a step further, we're going to get to Christian Kirk um, also going to Jacksonville. But it's just I think it's just a it's just a result of the market. I don't think that this is overpaying. You have a guy who's already adjusted to the system. He has a rapport with Dak um, and it doesn't really seem like you're going to get much better players. You know, I you, Gallup's not I don't think Gallup's that bad. Um, and C.D. Lamb, if he gets the drops taken care of, he's a top, easily a top 10 wide receiver, if not better. So uh, there's still plenty of, of opportunity there. But I know you and I have have also discussed how we would rather spend the money on um, players other than Ezekiel Elliott. So they could have potentially yeah. used, and used Dak, money. And, and Dak Prescott. He's just he's just playing at a subpar level. I, I just I, I think their window was last year and it's it's done. And I'm I'm here for it, man. Here's celebrating. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm not yeah. complaining. That's for sure. Yeah, that Christian Kirk signing was a little bit interesting too. So so backing up a little bit, four years, seventy two million dollars. I think he's now like the fourth or fifth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. What is that all about? Christian Kirk was like <laughs> wide receiver three. Like, I I honestly, if you were to put him and Anthony Isabella right next to each other, I couldn't tell you like who's who. Like he's just <laughs> such a forgettable wide receiver. I know Isabella plays for for the Cardinals and and Christian Kirk played for the Cardinals. Them both running down the field, I couldn't tell you who's who. Well, I is I there think, something I'm missing here too? I think Andy Isabella, uh, he might be white, and that might that oh. might help. That might be a defining. <laughs> that might help make it a little bit easier, unless he's just very or he's just very tan. But I think I'm trying. Looks like he's got white boy hair. Anyway, um, no, it, that, but that's that's it. I think the Cardinals they weren't going to spend up on him because they still they have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, it's Larry Fitzgerald. He's was I don't even know if he was did he retire last year or the year before? But they had AJ Green. Like I, when I think of the Cardinals, I think that they do have a crowded um, wide receiver core. Um, uh, uh, more uh, the the receiver that they drafted last year. I know that they have pretty high hopes for him. Mm-hmm. I know his first name begins with an R. R. Moore Cardinals. It's your first name. It's going to drive me crazy. Rondell. Rondell Moore. Rondale, so I yeah. guess you know Rondell Moore is twenty one years old. Um, I'm sure they'll get him more involved now. Christian. It, I know Christian Kirk was. He had a little bit of a you know a little bit of hype coming out of college. He hasn't been in the league very long. He's still. I mean, probably before his prime. It's worth. I, I like the fact that they're like taking a risk and it's like, there is upside with him. Like, I think that he is somebody that can definitely, um, he can make the Jaguars look really smart. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. It's just, there, it, there's still too much, like just based off the numbers, it seems like it's completely out of whack, but I, I guess I, st- I want to see it. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to see if Christian Kirk is really a legit NFL number one wide receiver. He didn't have that opportunity in Arizona. Maybe, you know, playing with Trevor Lawrence, maybe that, that changes things. I don't know. I mean, we'll see, but he was playing, he was playing with uh, Kyler Murray, man. I don't know. I, I, Hey, is what it is. Um, I'm not a Jacksonville fan. So uh, it is interesting. It definitely looks like they are just trying to throw some stuff at a wall and, and hopefully something sticks and listen, Dougie P's down there. I'm excited to, to be able to check them out next year. I know they're also coming to the link next season. Um, that's going to be a sought after game for sure. Uh, so I think that kind of wraps it up for like notable wide receiver uh, signings that, that are expected to happen. 
Uh, tight ends, nothing really crazy. CJ Uzma. Um, actually, he moved over to the New York Jets, so that's actually pretty interesting because I thought that he was a pretty big staple on that on that Super Bowl run next year. Uh, Zach Ertz signs a three-year extension to Arizona, finally getting top tight end money like he's been after for a while. So I'm glad we don't have to foot the bill. I'm totally content with Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, I look at over 10 mil a year is just too much for, for, for Zach. Um, and Evan Ingram going to Jacksonville. Um, interesting. Yet another. You know, yep. Yet another. I feel, I feel no way about it. Yeah. Evan Ingram has been another type of I guess they're just going after these former really high draft picks with like a lot of upside coming out of college because I feel like Evan Ingram was if not the top tight end coming out of his draft uh, he was the second best so like I it looks like they're just taking flyers usually when you take a flyer you want it to be an inexpensive flyer one year nine mil that's like okay I can get on board as a prove me deal but again going back to Christian Kirk like it does seem like uh, a a lot Zach Ertz three that feels like a lot. And that's that's how I can help justify Michael Gallup getting almost the same money. He's younger and, I mean. Ertz I did know. fantastic like on that team last year, man. Sure. Ertz looks sure. really good. I mean, not much different than I would actually expect him to play in Philly. Um, but he, he did good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just don't think we would have paid him that. And I'm happy that he's getting it somewhere else. Like, I don't think it's too high giving his production. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I understand that, that point of view for sure. Uh, and there you go. There's one more reason that they were able to, uh, you know, Christian Kirk, that was, an, that was another person taking away targets from Christian Kirk. So maybe Christian Kirk is a stud and we just, and, and we just don't know it. Um, one more notable signing from Jacksonville, Brandon Scherf, who was, uh, formerly with Washington, a very good guard, uh, has been, been to a couple pro bowls, uh, signed a nice, uh, three year, 49 and a half million dollar. Uh, deal with Jacksonville so a little bit more protection for their for their young quarterback so Jacksonville is is spending up uh hey it's good good for Dougie you know good good I'm glad that Dougie will have some uh some some new toys to play with so Agreed. so uh wishing him some luck uh we'll wrap things up now we'll, we'll get to a couple of the defensive moves uh obviously we've already talked about Hassan Reddick which is super exciting uh we had some we had some fun Dallas news today yeah. uh Randy Gregory pulled the old uh, switcheroo it seemed like he committed to Dallas and then said bye girl turned around five year 70 mil with the Broncos what do you know about this yeah, so from from what I heard, I mean, they even posted the the Cowboys post on their Twitter like a whole Photoshop banner, like, "Hey, like he he's he's staying in Dallas," and then they had to delete their tweet. From from what I understand, apparently they agreed verbally on terms, and then something changed in Randon Gregory's contract right at the last minute, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, I, I I don't know what the details were. Maybe you do." Um, but at the last minute, turned around, and now he's going to go be playing with Russell Wilson in Denver. Love it, man. Love that that front office is making some dumb mistakes there in Dallas. It's And it's also just fun to just see these names that keep ending up in that particular division in the AFC, like you said before, uh, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. Uh, we had a, a Khalil Mack get traded um, huge from yeah, huge trade to the Chargers. Uh, he's going to the Chargers, and so is J.C. Jackson, cornerback, signed a five-year, eighty-two and a half million dollar deal. So you have two, you have both of those guys going to the Chargers. You have Randy Gregory going to the Broncos. Um, that is, I, I feel like every 
and that that division is going to be so dude. Much and then fun you watch. also have Joey Bosa and and was it Derwin James? I mean, you just have some scary players yeah. now on that on that um, Chargers defense. Uh, oh, yeah. Hot hot take. I don't want to I don't want to discuss it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they offered us something for Fletcher Cox to get him out there too. Um, I think we would probably do something as as well, man. Chargers beefing up on defense. I'd be scary beefing up. Beefing, beefing up. Uh, the Dal- uh, Dallas did, however, they were able to uh, retain Demarcus Lawrence. He's coming back on a three-year, $40 million extension. Huge loss. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a very good player. I would, I would definitely, uh, yeah. I would like, I, I wish he was one of ours. Um, he's been there for quite some time. And then uh, the, the last notable player, uh, and this was probably happened last week, shortly after we... Um, after we stopped recording, but Max Crosby back to the Vegas Raiders had an incredible season last year. Uh, he signed a, a big uh, four-year, ninety-four million dollar extension. So uh, one of the best pass rushers in the league, going back to the Raiders. There are a lot of signings that we did not discuss, so it's just it, it's like by the minute. There's just there's rumors coming out. There's new things happening. I feel like we did a pretty. Uh, I feel like we touched on mo- mo- all of the big names. So so right now, yeah. hopefully, whoever's listening, I hope that this has been helpful. I hope you now feel like you're all updated on the scenarios. There's going to be so much more news coming out these next few days, and of course, free agency officially will kick off on Thursday. I can't wait. Like you said before, Alex, that is like Twitter Christmas. Yeah. No, man, that's that's the thing I love about this is like it's almost like a real life soap opera, right? It's like take all of like those best components that people love in like, you know, WWF or professional wrestling and <laughs> and and your favorite drama show and everything and like apply it to a real life competitive, um, you know, situation where, where there's money and hundreds of millions of dollars involved. I love it, man. I'm totally here for it. It's like my favorite. I mean, it's not my favorite time of year because football is not actually being played. Um, but it's definitely exciting. Um, uh, the, the next few weeks are, are going to be great and I'm definitely going to be looking out for some big Eagle signings too. Hopefully we, we, we round out our roster and you know, we're, we're, we're giving Howie a thumbs up and saying, good job, man. I hope you're right, man. And it's, it's so funny how the NFL really is the best drama on TV. And if you look at an actual NFL game, even though, uh, they're playing, you know, they're 15 minute quarters. Um, there's, I think an entire game is like somewhere between like 12 and 13 actual minutes of playing time. So for, for football to have so much viewership and for it to actually just be like 13 minutes of action, it just goes to show you how, how great of a drama it truly is. Yeah, uh, truthfully. All right. Well, I think that takes us to the end of our episode. Like we said, we're doing these on an ad hoc basis. We had so much to talk about today. So we figured we'd get on the air, talk about some of the free agent signings. And then over the next few weeks, hopefully we have some great stuff to talk about. Hopefully some good Eagles news. Mm-hmm. And um, any final words, Andrew? Any final words? Um, uh, I uh, I just want I please Eagles just do anything to ensure that Jalen Rager is at least like wide receiver four on the depth <laughs> chart. That's all. I agree. That's all I want. That's all I'm looking for. I agree. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for kicking it with us today, and we will be back soon. Later.